I, I was not huge or something like that. It's, uh, I, I had to build it by myself, man, over the years. I did go to the gym at the age of 14 years old. And my first day of uh, my gym, I couldn't even lift a 20 kilogram barbell <laughs> on my chest. From, from day one, I liked it, you know, so it, it felt great. And all the muscle pain and stuff like that the day after, <laughs> it felt so great. I became Dutch junior champion in 2020. Dutch Open is the next thing where I want to become the first uh, person or stick lifter to win that 810 kilogram total. That's something that no junior in Dutch history has ever done before. I hope to... Um, get 840 kilogram total or even more so i can be the pound for pound number one in uh, the netherlands welcome back to the coach cast podcast my guest today is dutch junior powerlifting champion he's also a personal trainer and strength coach he is speaking to us from amsterdam in holland welcome jagrar singh how are you doing brother Thank you very much, man. I'm doing well. What about you? I'm good. I'm good. We were just speaking beforehand about COVID and lockdowns and, and things like that. Obviously, in the UK, we're still in lockdown as well. And uh, gyms have been fully closed um, for for a few months now. They opened, like, lock, the end, lockdown ended a couple of times, but then we went back into it. But unfortunately, we don't have private access to gyms like you do. Yeah. <laughs> How's that been? How's training through lockdown and things? Yeah, it's... I'm just training in an, uh, in a common gym, you know, at the commercial gym. Mm -hmm. It's not a powerlifting sp uh, specific gym. So, yeah, I have to do with those equipment. So it's not that great to uh, to level up my game, my game, you know. So, yeah, it, it is what it is, you know. So, yeah. It's, it, it's still better than <laughs> I, I can train. That's the most important thing. I can make my gains. So that's it, man. There's nothing special. It's just another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. It's still better than most people. So <laughs> That's right. A good. lot of people can't even train. So yeah. I'm very lucky to have a gym and to train in uh, a gym. Yeah, that's right, man. 100%. I don't know what it's like over there, but like as soon as we entered lockdown here, all the prices for equipment, because everyone's trying to get equipment for the house, all the prices went so far up. It's it's so hard to train in the house and get equipment now. Uh, everything is out of stock. Um, I, I'm also looking for a new uh, power bar. Mm -hmm. and I check out the Road Fitness Europe uh, side. I checked out Extreme Fitness from UK. Strength Shop doesn't have that much equipment, uh, mm -hmm. specifically for uh, IPF uh, powerlifting. And yeah, some other uh, sites as ATX Fitness. Yeah, every everything is out of stock, man. I can't even buy a power bar. So it's very hard to purchase equipment. So <laughs> it's, it's not fun. But it's we're a very there. bad time, man. We're almost there. I think, I think we're coming out of lockdown um april 12th is when gyms reopen again here which isn't too far it's like less than a month now so we're getting there we're getting there slowly but truly we're hopefully getting... step by step definitely but what yes. i like to do at the beginning of each podcast is usually take a trip down memory lane of what you were like as a kid growing up and a bit of your background so if you, if you could tell us a bit about what baby jagrad was like <laughs> baby jagrad um yeah that's a while back ago uh 
just a normal kid, just going to school, you know, I was, yeah, just a common kid, you know, it was just an, an yeah, I, I don't know what to say about it, you know, it's, <laughs> I was just a normal kid, I did play soccer at mm -hmm. those times, so I was very good at soccer, I played at a decent uh, level, so, but, yeah, then uh, after that, I, I knew later in, in my years, that I wasn't able to uh, go to pro, uh, to the professional uh, level of the game. So I decided to stop and make the switch to uh, rugby union. So I did that for a year and a half, but I broke my nose during a tackle. So yeah, that, that was also not so, <laughs> not so great to recover and stuff like that. It was a great set, uh, setback also for my school. So that was a, a little hard time for me. So that's when I decided to do powerlifting. And beside that, I was just going to school and doing my thing, man. Nothing special. I was just a, I was just a common kid like everyone. Yeah, fair enough. Like powerlifting, we'll, we'll get into powerlifting very shortly um, yeah. and more the sporty side of things. But I, I'm interested in, so as, as I was saying just before we started, like I, I've had the opportunity to talk to people from like pretty much all of, across the world now, like up and like from Kenya, Australia, America and things. Yes. And it's quite interesting to find out like, what was it like growing up as, as, a, as a young Sikh in Holland? Yeah, it was very hard because at, at those uh, earlier time, I was wearing a gurti, just with a ramal. And yeah, some people thought that there was I was actually a girl and stuff like that, or they will make fun and stuff like that, you know. But that's a thing that made me harder. And I also told myself always that I'm unique and that I'm uh, different uh, from the others, you know. So yeah, there, there are not a lot of uh, six in the Netherlands. Um, just I think around a few thousand in the Netherlands and. In the Netherlands, there are currently 70 million people are living here. So yeah, we're not in, a, <laughs> we're not with that much people over here. So yeah, I, I was also uh, always on my own, man. I had to fix my own things always with, uh, on my own. And on Saturday and Sunday, I, I was al uh, always going to the Gordwara. So we had a great meetup with the guys, you know. So that's it, man. Nothing special, actually. So yeah. yeah, it was a little bit of a rough time for me. Is uh, you're from Amsterdam, right? Is is there a big uh, or just close to Amsterdam? Is yeah, I, I live close to uh, Amsterdam. It's a city named Zandam. It's right, right above it, above. So yeah, it's actually Amsterdam, and it's the same. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just five minutes right, and I'm uh, in Amsterdam, so it's not that far away. I'm living close to Amsterdam, yeah. Is that where like a lot of the um, Sikhs are in, in Holland? Is it like near Amsterdam or around Amsterdam? Yeah, or is it all uh, spread out? A lot of people are living in Amsterdam, in uh, Rotterdam, mm -hmm. in um, so, uh, some in the middle. And uh, a lot of people are living in the south, man. Most of the people are in Amsterdam or in Rotterdam. That's what, um, so I was speaking to uh, Onkar Singh uh, and we were speaking about like, because he's from Sweden. And it's interesting that when I, when any time there's immigrants that go over to countries, you always find that they're near the big cities because that's where that's where the money is. Do you know? <laughs> so that's it's true. Amsterdam and Rotterdam's the biggest yeah. cities. So that's where they probably end up gravitating yeah, towards. The big cities, yeah, that's true, man. 
Do you find that there was like a lot of um? I don't I don't know how to phrase this without it being negative, but do you find that there was like a lot of ignorance? Like, did did people like didn't know about Sikhs? Was it more of an education thing or? Yeah, I I always uh, always had to uh, to tell people uh, what my religion was, uh, what it actually uh, the what the pra- uh, practicing actually does, you know, for the Sikhs, and they always thought there was uh, that I was a Muslim or a Hindu, so I had to tell and separate my religion from the others, you know, I had to tell that and. Yeah, in every conversation, I had uh, those things, man. Those struggles. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It happens. Like I think everywhere, because I feel like Sikhs are like low key. Do you know what I mean? We're not as uh, we're not as out, like uh, outlandish and and sort of out there as much. So like, even up in Newcastle, for myself, uh, that's that's a conversation that I had to have as a I had a guti as well when I was a little uh, was yeah. a little kid. And it was like, oh, so why do you keep your hair? What what's a kara? Like, why have you got that yeah, bangle true. on your wrist and, and things like that? And then they'd be like, oh, so um, can do you not eat halal or something? Like, or do you eat halal or something like that? Because then they think you you Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's always the same. Yeah. It's always the same. Yeah. So what what um you mentioned that you were into soccer first of all, like football. Um, f- first and foremost, being in Holland, supporting football uh, or getting into football, I, I imagine the normal thing because you have like a lot of very talented legends that have played for for Holland. So I imagine that's what most kids yes. gravitate towards. Yes, and the youth is also very great at soccer, man. It's the level here is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I think it's even better than uh, in England over there. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Level here is uh, amazing, man. It's very hard to get at the professional level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. we uh, have, sorry, go on. Yeah, you you have to uh, you have to to have those uh, those connections, you know, to to get in those uh, professional high level clubs. So, otherwise, you're not. Uh, it's a very low chance that you're going to make it. It's not just talent; it's also connections. Also, yeah, connection. Both of them, man. Yeah, yeah, we we've had um, so I'm from Newcastle in England, as I said, and um, Newcastle United Football Club. We've had some good um, Dutch Dutch players play for us. Wijnaldum was one of our players a, a couple yeah, of years Wijnaldum. ago. Yeah. yeah, I met him. Uh, we have like Tesco's here, which is like the no- local supermarket, and he doesn't live that far away from me. And I met him at like the Tesco's quite a few times when he just <laughs> when he just came over. That's I was like, cool. yo, it's Wijnaldum. <laughs> Tim Tim Krul, the goalkeeper. Cruel, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he and was, also, um, also. do you remember that World Cup where he got subbed on for penalties? Penalties, yes, yeah, yeah. So he I, was playing for Newcastle, yeah. I can't remember, he got subbed on for Sillison, and I remember, um, I remember Van it was Gaal Ronald was Coleman. Coach. Oh, yeah, Van Gaal, yeah, Van Gaal yeah, was the head coach, yeah. Was, head coach. was it 2014 World Cup, I think, maybe? I think so. I think something like that. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was something like that. No, but we, we, we appreciate Dutch players in this country. Obviously, you've got the likes of like Johan Cruyff and all that as well. Legends of the game. Van so, der Sar at Man U. Van der Sar at Van Man U. Yeah. I always liked um, Clarence Seedorf. I, I really like Clarence Seedorf. Yeah. Yeah. I used, I used to like him because of Real Madrid. So when I was younger, I, like that's the Galactico series. So we're not too uh, dissimilar in age. I'm I'm 24, and so like around 2000, 2001, when I'm starting to watch football on TV, 
the first team that I watched was like Real Madrid because they had Zidane, they had mm. Ronaldo, Roberto Carlos. It was that sort of Galactico era. Beckham was moving there. And I remember Clavin Seedorf was like a tank in the middle of the field. Like, do you know what I mean? He was, he was a unit and a half. His legs um, are huge, man. I know, yeah. Even his abs. I remember, like, you know, like, after, like, the chain shirts and all that, his abs are, like, genetically so blocky and perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like, very identifiable. Um, but, yeah, as you said, you you were playing soccer, but more more as, like, a, a hobby. Do you call it soccer? Do you call it football? Uh, football. Okay, I don't know why I'm saying soccer. We call it football as well. Football, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it is football. And then what, uh, so why did you switch to uh, rugby? So later in my years, at the age of 15 or 16 years old, I decided to make the switch because I knew that I was never going to be a professional uh, soccer player anymore. Mm-hmm. So you have those peak in your uh, early puberty years, like 12 years old or uh, something around that, or even uh, in your younger uh, years. And it's becoming harder and harder, you know. And I, I was also not dedicated anymore to play soccer, uh, football anymore. So, yeah, that's why I decided to do something else that I uh, liked, you know. So th- that's when the uh, Rugby Union World C- uh, Cup uh, uh, came to play in 2015, where the All Blacks won. So oh, was that the- tournament in Holland? No, there was, I, I don't know where it was, but it, it was very huge on uh, television. So right. everybody in the Netherlands was watching it. And I was so inspired by the World Cup that I decided to make the switch to rugby union. Were you, so, um, were you like a big kid? Uh, as in, were you quite stocky or were you like a, a no, skinny I was, lad? I, I was fucking skinny, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was taller than the common uh, kids at my school, you know. I was a lot taller than them, but uh, than them. But yeah, I, I was not huge or something like that. So I, I had to build it by myself, man, over the years. So yeah, I was yeah skinny actually. <laughs> That's what it was. When you went into rugby, did you start to like go to the gym to sort of put on a bit of muscle mass as well? Because obviously rough, yeah. rugby is a bit tougher. I did go to the gym at the age of 14 years old. And when I started was in India. So you have your local gym there in Faguara. So I I went there for the first time with my uh, cousin. So I went there and did my stuff. And from from day one, I liked it, you know, so it, it felt great. And all the muscle pain and stuff like that a day after, <laughs> it felt so great. And yeah, that's why I uh, stick to uh, to uh, training. And I also wanted to uh, to become a uh, fitness uh, famous uh, influencer. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I, I I just wanted to be the next uh, huge bodybuilder. That's what everybody thinks to uh, become at their first uh, years of uh, yeah lifting weights or doing fitness so at the age of 14 i started to do fitness and later in my years at the age of 16 i think or 17 i started to do uh, rugby union so i always did uh, fitness just for fun at the beginning mm-hmm. and then 
so you, you've done your fitness in India uh, and sort of the first time and then obviously I'm guessing when you come back home you, you join the gym and continue it yes. that, that gym in India that you went to was it like was it quite modern was it old school because that oh it's old school man uh, <laughs> I remember when I did go for the last time in 2019 in February I had my preparation for my first uh, Dutch national for powerlifting and I was doing 230 kg mm-hmm. for a double and after that that whole barbell was just bent <laughs> yeah it's just a very old school with old uh, old uh, equipment man it's just, it's funny but it's, I th- it's that environment is is very nice though as well like the, the I remember the the gym in our band in India is is similar. It's like quite old, rusty barbells, yeah. the iron plates and things. Yes. But then it makes you feel a bit more like like macho, doesn't it? It makes you feel a bit more like uh, uh, you feel like you you can bench more just because you're in that environment. <laughs> and uh, everybody is dedicated in India, man. In their local gyms, everybody is coming at six and is training just for two or three hours, and everybody everyone is going hard, man. It's it's a very good uh, ev- environment, you know, so I like it a lot. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's not that common to see in the Netherlands over here. So it's a special thing in India, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What, is, uh, what is the gym environment in, uh, like in, in the Netherlands? Oh, I- I'm always training in a commercial gym. I did go to a powerlifting gym for a while, but it's a 45 minutes uh, ride. Right. To go to the place and going 45 minutes back with the car so yeah i did it for a year and it was enough you know so that's why i decided to train in my local commercial gym and everyone is watching like oh shit what is he doing actually you know so i am one of the few people uh that is lifting heavy and that's uh yeah that's it man do, everybody do is good yeah everybody is just uh looking shocked at me always when i'm lifting is it like uh so are they not is the powerlifting or getting big sort of thing not really popular in 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 holland is it more like just to be a bit more lean and is that the yeah, more popular thing i think uh i'm actually the second generation that is competing at a comp- uh, decent level at the moment right. so the Dutch people are always late with their sports, you know? <laughs> so yeah, we're leveling up step-by-step step every year. So I, I'm seeing every year uh, there are coming more people that are gaining some huge numbers like me. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's good. I think when, when one person does it in a local gym, even it only takes like that one person and then somebody will see them and then they'll want to get higher. Or that's a good thing about Instagram nowadays is that you can see all these different people doing big numbers and you can get inspired and, and sort of copy them um i think will we rewind back a tiny bit to uh to rugby so you're playing rugby for like one one and a half years and you break your nose um and then what is that the reason that you just basically stopped like i don't want to get broken noses yeah. all the time <laughs> um i broke my nose so i had an operation and that's when I decided like okay is this what I want to do because my coach told me like you know this is not gonna happen for once (laughs) you're going to have this uh, a lot of times and 
the no the nose break the uh, the made me that I couldn't uh, go to the fitness for a month. So yeah, that rehabilitation is is fucked. You know, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it, it, it's not it's not um, yeah good thing to have. You know, I I like to be consistent every time, every week, every month. You know, and if I have a huge break, it, I I hate that man. I. I can't handle that. So that's why I decided to stop and stick with fitness because that's what I like, you know? So that's what I do. Yeah, that's, that's my good. Hobby. So that, that, what age was around that? Like seven, 17, 18? Yeah, around that age. I think at 17. At 17. I broke my nose, yeah. So then what, what made the switch from when you're in the gym from going to, as you said, fitness famous to powerlifting? Powerlifting, yeah um yeah when i got more uh experience in the fitness uh i knew that you couldn't be a fitness influencer by just training you know so you have to take stuff and uh like that you know uh steroids and stuff uh and that and yeah that that's when uh my powerlifting came into play so I knew that I was gaining some uh, strength and that I could do it naturally, you know, and watching the IPF, I knew that naturally a lot of things are possible to gain some strength, you know, and size will also come uh, into play. So, yeah, I, I just did it always for fun, you know, always in the gym, I stick to my uh, stre uh, strength systems. I made my own uh, programs and stuff like that. And, I just loved it to make some uh, PRs on the SBD lifts, you know, on the squat, bench press, and deadlift. And that's why I decided to stick more with powerlifting instead of just uh, doing bodybuilding and stuff like that. Because I was not uh, very well ed uh, educated at, um, at my uh, diet and stuff like that. I didn't know anything about that till I got a coach. And that's when I uh, learned uh, that you have to sleep, um, you uh, make your eight to nine hours and stuff like that, you know, and have a diet, proper diet to gain maximum, uh, yeah, gains. What What were you doing like before the coach came into play? Were you just eating everything and trying to get your numbers? Yeah, up? I was. I was um, eating everything, whatever I liked. I was seventy kg, and I went up in two years' time to around 90 kg or 95 so yeah i gained a lot of uh, dirty weight so, yeah. <laughs> yeah i was a li i was a fatty kid <laughs> so yeah um, yeah that's it and i loved uh, the train uh, very consistently with uh, very high uh, weights so that's what i love to do did you have to go back and then reverse that like so did you have to sort of lose the excess fat because obviously like when you're in powerlifting competitions, it's it's still in weight categories. So if you're too high in weight because you've got too much fat, is it not better to like come down and and sort of compete in a, like a, a like lose your fat so you can get into like a lower category and maintain your muscle mass? Uh, when I started with uh, powerlifting for competitions, I mm -hmm. weighed in around hundred or hundred and two kg. So right. I'm competing in the uh, minus one hundred five. So yeah, I never had had any problems to lose some weight or cut some weight, you know. So 
Yeah, I, uh, when I started with competitions, I always decided to uh, stick to the, uh, to the weight class where I didn't have to cut some weight. Right, okay. So uh, still to this day, you know, uh, when I'm at my off-season, uh, off I'm also uh, I'm always uh, cutting some weight to gain some uh, new muscle weight uh, gains, you know. Yeah. So it's not all, all all those fat will make into muscle. Did you just didn't want to be in a position where you had to like cut, if that makes sense? Yeah. Because it's interesting. I, I was speaking to um, Inderaj Singh, uh, who's a bearded warrior. Yeah, yeah, bearded <laughs> warrior. He's amazing, man. Yeah, yeah, he's he's dope. So that um, by the time we're recording this, obviously that episode hasn't came out. But when this does go out, it's a it's a couple of episodes ago, and uh, we were talking about like weight cutting in there, and he finds himself basically spot on in the middle of two weight categories, if that makes sense. So he was he says like for me, there's no point. Like if you were slightly over, then he might go down just to basically get like an edge over his competition, or if you were slightly um under then like you're fine you've got as much leverage but he he said that like a lot of other people do try to cut their weight uh so that they can have like more leverage and and sort of get that advantage over people yeah that's also what is happening in the ufc right so it's happening everywhere it's (laughs) it's always advantage yeah yeah that's it um because the, the, the thing that he was saying is like exactly what you've just said. This people will will do it in any sport. But um, so himself, like yourself, are both in drug-free powerlifting. And he, he noticed that there was a few people who took steroids but knew how to do it, like cycle properly so that when they go into competition, even though it's drug-free they're competing in, they're, true, they're, yeah. they're in steroids do you find that that's happened have you seen that that's happened in holland to like to yourself it's, it's everywhere man it's everywhere if it is in powerlifting then it's in football in rugby in basketball and every sport you know it's hap- happening in every sport in the netherlands in the uk over there it's happening everywhere and you have to watch that netflix series icarus yeah 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 it's that's, sick yeah, it's sick, man. It's very easy to do that shit, man. Shit happens, and it is what it is, you know. So you have to compete to against those people, and yeah, that's it, man. Nothing it's to a, do about a, it. It's a bit harsh it's, though, because like if there's if there's a drug-free powerlifting and there's this like the non-testing, I think is what they call it, uh, powerlifting. And if you want to take your steroids, nobody's stopping you because there is an organization that doesn't test. Like, don't ruin it for the people who aren't taking the steroids and competing. Just go compete in the ones where you know other people are taking steroids. You know what I mean? Uh, it doesn't make sense. There, there are some drug-free uh, uh, federations, but IPF is a drug-tested uh, federation, and there's a huge difference between those. And what the problem is, and that's what Louis Simmons said, it's not uh, illegal to tra- uh, take drugs, but it is illegal to get caught with drugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. That, that's the game, man. You see, that's, so, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're in a... So, for yourself, you're in a drug-tested federation, right? So then you're not taking steroids because you know you're going to get tested. But I assume... I've been tested before, man. You've been tested? Yes. So like, it's a, it's a silly test, man. You you have to pee in a bottle, and that's it. So, 
a lot of people are uh, can easily cycle it out uh, of yeah. their system so yeah it, if they want to catch people they have to do a blood test dna test so they can find out uh more about the dna and stuff like that man with a p test it's very easy to yeah to <laughs> to level it out yeah, yeah yeah you just gotta cycle it out you can flush it out of your system really you can flush most things out of your system really really quickly and easily definitely man which is uh it's but it might must be frustrating like if you're in a competition which is drug tested and you know somebody else is is on something it's it's annoying right that's true man but that's the game that's the game you, you, you just gotta be bad it. it's, it's a drug tested federation it's not a drug free test uh federation have you ever wanted to like if if you get to a certain level uh drug tested and drug free do you think you'd ever try to sort of see what your ceiling is of course is? yeah but i won't compete in the ipf anymore then i will compete uh, yeah, where the americans are uh, competing or the russians mm-hmm. in those uh, federations like the showdown or uh world uh, some federation in uh, russia in Rus- uh, russia yeah that, that one is also big and yeah those are the big uh, money federations also you know so i, I don't think you can't even get uh i don't think uh, ipf have a prize uh, money f- with the common worlds they do have with the uh, what's called the uh, pound for pound or uh, world uh, world championship, but I, I'm not sure if they have a prize money for Europe's or uh, the Common Worlds. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm just doing it for fun, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Fair it's, play. It's not. It's not. Uh, the IPF is not the federation where I will compete my whole life, and I just would love to see where my strength is at. Yeah, with or without steroids, you know. So I, I'm currently I'm doing it in uh, in a uh, safe way, and I will consider it to do it in a uh, non-tested uh, uh, federation. But uh, as you can see, man, uh, I'm gaining still uh, a lot of strength, so I can do it in this way in the drug-tested federation. So I will stick to it when I uh, have my. Uh, uh, when I uh, will hit my limits, that's yeah. when I will decide to uh, go to the non-drug-tested uh, non, uh, federation. I'm not dirty to uh, use it then, man. It is. Uh, it's just I'm do I'm doing it for myself, you know. So if I want to see where my uh, maximum potential strength is, uh, I will do that by the time, man. But for now, I will stick with uh, what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, you want to see where your limit is naturally, and then if you need to, then you can go, uh, go, go up even further, which is fair enough. But I, the the thing that I think is um, that irks me about it, because I, I I don't have an issue with anybody taking steroids because you're your own man, you're your own person. Anybody can do it. The issue that I tend to have is when you're cheating somebody else, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it's it's not cheating till you get caught, you know. No, no, but this is what like okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, but, I know what you mean, but yeah. that's the fact, you know. So yeah, you, you can't blame anyone that is taking steroids or is not taking uh, take uh, taking steroids till they're not uh, getting caught, you know. Then for me, in my eyes, that's the moment when you can blame uh, 
blame someone till then it's uh, you you can consider like oh maybe he's taking or that way you know but yeah that's it I, i'm i'm not making uh I, I don't put that much pressure to, on myself to have those thoughts in myself. You know, I, I know what uh, is possible to achieve naturally and what's not. And you, you have that everywhere. And what you were going to say, yeah, that's also true. You know, it's all, also playing in my head, but it's not my uh, primal function that is going uh, in my head at the moment. Yeah, you know, I, I, I believe you can uh pull a 700 uh lbs uh deadlift or squat uh naturally i believe you can do it with the 800 lbs you know uh, there are some people that did it but there are just a few people that can manage to do that so yeah that's it man it, it sucks but it's also possible so yeah some of the people are genetic it's, it's freaks double, though. Double. yeah it's double man but as you were saying before, like at the moment, your progression naturally has has been a bit crazy. To be fair, um, when we were chatting in the build up to this on on Instagram, so in twenty nineteen in January, your combined total was five hundred and eighty kg. So that's your Raw, squat with knee sleeves, and it was six hundred with uh, knee reps. Right. Okay. So, so that I was did... the knee sleeves, and with knee reps, it was six hundred. Yeah, uh, I didn't have any knee sleeves on the time. I just <laughs> went just raw with uh, nothing. And yeah, it, I did a 220 kilogram squat at the age of 19 years. No, eight, eight, yes, 19 years old. And I did 140 kilogram on the bench for a double uh, at the age of 19. And I deadlifted. 240 kilogram with uh, figure eight straps at the age of 19. Yeah, so that combi combined is a 600 kilogram total. And I did uh, 200 with the squat with uh, bare knees. Flip it out. That's some big numbers. And this is pre-competitions as well. This is a week. Uh, I, I didn't have any coach. I just trained myself. Uh, I was always training with two of my friends and we're just doing it by our fun so having yeah. some fun yeah just going to the gym and uh, a year before uh, those pr moments we're like okay i want to hit a 600 kilogram total i'm going to squat 220 kilogram i'm going to bench that much and that much i'm going to deadlift at that at that moment so i did and that, before that i also in the age of, age of 18 i decided to uh, squat 180 kilogram and that was with new reps and I benched 120 kilogram, I think, and my deadlift was 220 kilogram yeah, at the age of 18. And that was just uh, by uh, just uh, doing fun and stuff like that. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> yeah. the funny part at the end. You just like these big numbers, and you're like, yeah, but it was all just for fun. <laughs> yeah, always, man. And you know, it was also a very uh, rough time for me uh, in in my uh, men mental game. So uh, school wasn't that great uh, at the moment. Uh, um, ju just some common uh, private things, you know. So that's what uh, uh, what made me to uh, go harder and harder. And that's always uh, before a huge lift, I uh, brought some uh, moments of uh, my past back. And I put it in the lift um, to lift that weight up. 
So definitely. Yeah, I think... to, do, to this day, I'm uh, doing it, and it works very well, actually. That's that's the problem with this lockdown and gyms being closed is that so many people have the the gym and weightlifting as their their vice. Do you know what I mean their escape? Um, and and it's a massive thing for mental health. Obviously, not just like scientifically with exercise increasing serotonin levels, etc., but also just like uh, you can sort of just get your alone time. It's like I was speaking to um, Mr. Satman. He also has a podcast, but he's he he's recently went through a weight training uh, weight loss transformation and he said that for him weightlifting is like meditation so like when you're going to a bar to do a squat like a 180 kilo squat at 18 when your school life isn't too great you don't think about your school life when you're the bars on on your shoulders you think about nothing else and that's what meditation is that's the way he explained it and it's a really good parallel it's like you, you think of nothing other than getting that ball back up and it's so good to just clear your mind yeah that, that's the that was in my past that was the only moment where i was just free in my head where i didn't have any stress or problem and stuff like that you know and as soon as i get uh, got out of the gym <laughs> everything came back so yeah <laughs> is everything good now and, yeah, um, of course, man. We're uh, getting older and older, so our mental uh, health is uh, leveling up, of course, man. So it's not a big uh, deal anymore. I'm just uh, proud where I am at the moment. Then we're going to level everything up step by step. I think the important thing for, for, for most people is just to realize what works for them. Do you know what I mean? Like for you, obviously, you realize quite quickly that the gym works for me. Like if there's things going wrong, I can go to the gym and I can release all this energy. And yeah. unfortunately, people don't people don't realize what that thing is for. The, it could be anything. Do you know what I mean? Some people like to draw. Some people like to go on a long drive. Some people like the gym, anything. But as long as you realize it quite quickly, um, it can sort of save you a lot of problems uh go- going down the road to me definitely and the gym was the only thing that let me be- uh became to love myself again you know so at, at those moments i hated myself always i everything just physically and mentally i always put myself under uh, below everyone so the gym was the only key that i could succeed in my head and when I hit those PR, I, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, you know, uh, I'm something, you know, for myself. In my head, that was just a successful thing to do. And still to this day, that, that's just a little part of me, you know. So if I'm hitting a PR, I'm just doing it by, for myself, you know. It's just getting myself stronger and stronger. And the gym, the fitness, the uh, dedication to the weight helped me to, yeah, be my new version and a better version of myself uh, by the time. 100%. It's great to hear because obviously like especially with, with the virus and the pandemic and people being locked up in the houses, you hear the statistics at the moment. Um, I'm not sure what it's like in Holland, but in UK, like suicides and mental health is, is obviously like... Definitely. It's also it, over here. It's everywhere. I th- Yeah, I think it's everywhere. I think it's everywhere because people aren't meant to be locked up in the houses all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not nice, but it's Definitely. really good to hear that you you've, you found it and you sort of as you say leveled up still to this day you know when i'm at home 
for a very long time and for days, I'm thinking like, fuck man, I'm in a jail right now, you know? The, <laughs> I, I'm at the outside world, but it feels like that I'm in a jail, you know? So yeah, it, it sucks, man. And I hope uh, that we can get our normal lives uh, back as soon as possible. 100%, 100%, couldn't agree more. Um, going back to the numbers, so 600kg total at 18 or 586. 19, sorry, 19. But um, last year at the Junior Champs, you got 610 kg? Uh, my first Dutch uh, Junior? 810, sorry. 810, sorry. Oh, my that, bad. that was just a training total. Because of the pandemic, uh, I couldn't compete uh, Yeah, uh, a year uh, in 2020. Uh, my last competition was at the Dutch Nationals 2020, and that was back in March 7th. Just before the lockdown and stuff happened, I imagine. Just before the lockdown. Uh, the Dutch Open was also two, week, uh, two weeks later and they couldn't do their uh, uh, competition because of the coronavirus. And that's when everything went to a lockdown. So it's <laughs> it's very silly for them. So <laughs> yeah. a lot of people uh, were maxing out in, in their own gyms and nearby. And yeah, it sucks, man. And uh, we... When I did my 810 kilogram total in December, I think, yeah, December, just a week later or two weeks later, everything went back again to a lockdown. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. A week later, yeah. I, I, I remember that the week after, uh, on Friday, I think, or Saturday, uh, our, uh, yeah, uh, our, um, country went uh, to a lockdown again uh, as soon as possible um, on the next day yeah and so I didn't plan to train you know at, uh, at the moment so I had a whole a week free of training because I had a week before I maxed out already so uh, when I heard that the next day we will <laughs> we went back to the lockdown uh, I just went back to the gym and I hit my last 300 and kg deadlift. So just for fun. Just to, yeah. just to get so, one last deadlift in before yeah, lockdown. Yeah, just one last deadlift. Uh, and yeah, went, go back to the lockdown and just crying. Just cry. Yeah. It's not fun, like, but at least, like, at least you, you still got that one competition in before before starting, uh, before yeah, the lockdown it, happened as well. It was not official competition, but a lot of people from the IPF in the Netherlands were competing on that day, so it, it, it was a mock meet, not an official competition. Everything is postponed. So, our first uh competition in the Netherlands is in May 30th, right? For okay. the boys. For, for, for the boys. It's also a Dutch Open and they made it up to qualify for the Worlds and uh, European uh, Championship. So I'm still in uh, in my last junior year, but I'm going to compete at the Dutch Open on, yeah, 12 weeks left, I think, or 10 weeks. So yeah, 10 weeks out from uh, the competition at the moment. That's dope. What, what are your, what's your like aim for that? So you are 8-10 at the moment. Are you trying to put on a tiny bit more? Yeah, so um, I had a huge break and just a uh, few weeks, uh, I gained everything just uh, back to a normal comes, uh, kind of strength. So yeah, I, 
I'm, I'm still in my volume phase and I have to do my peaking phase uh, about two weeks. So I'm uh, currently in my volume phase. Um, everything is going well, actually. I'm stronger than ever before. So I think I can hit um, PR on all the three lifts. So we will see, man. I, I hope to um, get 840 kilogram total or even more. So I can be the pound for pound number one in uh, the Netherlands with uh, IPF powerlifting. I'm good. currently ranked at number 15, I think, or even uh, lower. So I hope to be uh, pound for pound number one. I hope so too. I hope so too. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. For, when did you say that competition is May? Thirteenth or 29th. May thirteenth to 29th. Right. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. So when when that competition happens, I'll be cheering you on. <laughs> Thank you, man. It's all. There's also live stream, so I I will post it and everything uh, is possible to follow. Hundred percent. I'll uh, I'll keep up to date uh, on on that because honestly I, I quite like it um is going to the gym myself obviously when when i was uh growing up and stuff 16 17 i was a big kid growing up going to the gym and i went to lose weight but i ended up lifting heavyweight and sort of just got addicted to that side of things and uh, uh it is fun so it is entertaining when i hear the numbers that some people come out with though i'm so shocked <laughs> the numbers in the uk are <laughs> absurd man and it's next level it's it's unbelievable what they're lifting like people like uh Indraj. <laughs> i think he's currently the strongest sick uh, lifter in his weight class definitely mm -hmm. but i'm not sure if he's in the ipf as a sick lifter i think he is i think he, he's in a he's in a tested federation I, i'm not sure yeah. which one but he's in a but, tested federation yeah i mean for the ipf he's definitely I think the strongest sick uh, lifter mm -hmm. for our community. Um, yeah, you got Karen Jeet Corbins. She is also a very great lifter. She had a uh, break for a moment. And uh, you got someone in an untested federation. Uh, his name is Sonny or something like that. He's competing in a weight test under so me. Sonny BSB. Is that his thing on I Instagram? I think so, yeah. yeah. I saw him on Instagram. He's also... <laughs> he, He's also a very good lifter from the UK and you got someone in the minus 120 kilogram weight class or 120 plus. Right. His name is AJ or something like that. I don't know, man. I, I saw him on the gram one time. And That's the cool thing about the gram though as well is that everyone can see each other. I haven't heard of the AJ kid, but I've heard of um, obviously the rest. I've had Inder uh, Raj on, uh, which is going to be a couple of episodes before this. It's always too great uh, to see some uh, Indian or sick lifters to put some big numbers. So it's also motivating myself to be one of them. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. That's what that's what I've uh, I've said throughout like all the episodes of the podcast is because because I'm speaking to people in different fields. So obviously yourself and Enderaj being powerlifters. I've had artists on, musicians on, like other fitness people on, and it's always that. Um, like representation is very important. Do you know what I mean? Like you need representation in all fields so that when a young Sikh who were from wherever, if it's from Holland or if it's from anywhere else in the world, could look at yourself, can look at Indaraj and be like, well, yeah, I can lift heavy weights because Definitely. they're Sikhs as well and they're lifting heavy weights. And it, yeah. it's very important. 
everyone is starting somewhere, you know. The, in my first day of uh, my gym, I couldn't even lift the 20 kilogram barbell <laughs> yes. on my chest. Same. So uh, everyone is starting somewhere and you have to be dedicated to achieve those numbers step by step, year by year. You know, you have to be consistent. If you're going to put yourself uh, in a bad situation where you get injured and stuff like that, or you don't even know what you're doing in the gym, you're doing something wrong, you know? So you have to be consistent, be smart, and give yourself, uh, give yourself some time to achieve those numbers step by step. I'm not even in my prime, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm still currently gaining, uh, 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 yeah, some weight in my... Uh, in my earlier years of powerlifting and I know there are some big things coming up uh, for, for myself and I just have to be consistent, give myself some, uh, give, give myself some time and that's where I will end up to be one of the greatest of all time if I get, uh, if I be uh, d dedicated for my uh, whole life. Because you're 22 at the moment, right? Yes. And, and peak age is normally around like 30 isn't it for for, yeah. for powerlifting true that's true you got for the most people so yeah so I, what did you say I said yeah, you've, you've got plenty of time you've got so much time yeah, to I, keep on getting better and better definitely uh, i have plenty of time and there that, that's why i'm uh, my coach is always uh, telling me like yo you got plenty of time so be slowly with your progression. And I know I'm making some huge progression uh, in the last uh, year and two, uh, actually two years, you know? So yeah, but everything uh, what I achieved was without e uh, even one injury that I received from those uh, gains, you know? So I'm, I'm doing it in a smart way, but still I'm gaining some huge gains you know so i'm very happy at the moment for those gains but it's definitely not enough to be yeah satisfied i i will never be uh, get satisfied i think yeah i think so, most most people who get to like a very high level and are very competitive aren't ever satisfied <laughs> that's true man and what i also like about myself it's like i became dutch junior champion in 2020 on march 7th and this year i'm thinking like okay the dutch open is the next thing where i want to become the first uh, person or sick lifter to win that competition you know and to be the greatest um, uh, 105er in uh, the dutch uh, dutch uh, history of course and yeah it's it's possible to happen and that's my next aim you know i'm not looking even uh, like that i want to become another uh, th that i want uh, to be the second uh, uh dutch junior uh, national champion so th that's where i'm not looking uh even anymore so I'm you've done that one it's on to the next goal. one yeah yeah yeah, I'm, yeah i'm putting that away i already achieved it so why wanna uh, would i love to achieve the same thing over and over again so yeah. that's where my next destination is for now for the dutch open and that's where i'm uh, aiming for at the moment
Yeah, because you know you've done that one. You know you can do it. You want to test yourself and keep on pushing forward. You want to challenge yourself. There's no point in staying in, in your comfort zone as, as junior champ. Why not go to the, the yeah. Opens? And that's where people uh, always will stick to their barriers, you know. they. I'm one of the few people that in the Netherlands that uh, made some huge progress. And that's because I always have a mindset that's greater compared to the others. So I'm also the fast growing athlete, strength athlete in, uh, in the Dutch community. I gained like 220 kilogram or something like that on my total in two years time, I think. Yeah, which is crazy. So, yeah, I did 610 in 2019 in February or uh, a year uh, before I did 580 kilogram. Mm -hmm. and back in december i did 810 kilogram you know so you can do the math and you know how much uh gain that is in in a short uh, period of time so what do you think is what what's the biggest change that you made to make that leap in such a short amount of time so uh back in 2019 i did five competitions mm -hmm. in all those five competitions I just ended up second, third, and fourth. And the problem was that I was listening too much to what others had to say about me. So if I was always uh, telling myself and I'm always uh, representing it on my uh, stories on Instagram that I want to hit a certain number, I always uh, got four to five DMs like, fuck off, you know, you're not going to achieve that, you know? It's uh, you have to stick with your plan and have to be uh, think in a, in a normal way, you know, like how every, uh, everyone is uh, gaining at the moment. And I did that for a whole year and I always ended up like second, third and fourth and I got sick of it, you know, and that's when 2020 got into play and where I became uh, the Dutch national uh, junior champ because of uh, my mindset you know I changed everything up uh, I aimed to be uh, uh, I, I wanted to have a 700 kg plus total and I wanted to hit a uh, world championship or a Europe championship uh, qualification there was at the time 725 or 15 kg and I was just two and a half kg <laughs> uh on oh, the so yeah but coronavirus came into place so everything was postponed so it doesn't matter anymore and that's where i got my motivation from like okay you know you listen to uh, too much to other people and back in 2019 you made some switches uh, and uh, twitches in your programs with your coach and uh you went for it you know i uh, i was very dedicated at the, at the moment so that's where those huge progressions came into play. And I was also a very bad deadlifter, man. Uh, everything went up very crazy fast uh, to my knees, but everything with the lockout was a huge problem. So I always leaked on my uh, deadlift strength. So that's where I uh, left some kgs on my total because of my deadlift. So yeah, I, I made a lot of mistakes back in 2019 where I, uh, learned so much from so uh, everything what I did wrong 
I uh, decided to do uh, do it in a right way back at, uh, in uh, 2020. And you can see those gains, man, 810 kilogram total. That's something that no junior in Dutch history has ever done before. The current uh, highest total in, uh, in juniors in all the weight classes are 790 and a half kilogram. And that's just by one person and everything is so much below that. And I'm just the only person that can manage to be the greatest uh, Dutch uh, junior uh, champion of uh, all time for uh, yeah for a long do, time. Do you not want to do the juniors one more time so that you can break that record? Uh, I can do it in a Dutch Open uh, national uh, to break all the records. I would oh, okay. love to uh, put all those uh, one of five junior records on my name. And it will definitely hap uh, happen. I got, I already got the squat and the bench press on my name. Uh, the deadlift is very tricky. That's 340 and a half kilogram. <laughs> so yeah, that's very high. Uh, he was a very specific, very good uh, deadlifter, but his squat and bench press sucked compared to his <laughs> deadlift. You know, so yeah, his deadlift was always his spe uh, special uh, specialist uh, movement. So. Yeah, that will be uh, very hard to break, but I believe that I can do it this year. And so the total at the moment is 770 kilogram for the 105 in the junior weight class. And I already did 810 kilogram easy in uh, back in 2020 in, the, in December. So I will smash that uh, total record and the current 105 open records are for the squat 292 and a half kilogram for the bench press is 202 and a half kilogram and the deadlift is 314 and a half kilogram by that uh, junior dude and the total is 800 so there's just me and one other guy that moved up uh, from a weight class that are competing for those records um but when you are competing in the open you can still break the junior records is that because you're under a certain age like what's the age for you to classify as a junior uh you have to be 19 to 23 years old right okay, so okay. you also have a sub junior category and that's 40 to 18 years old so if you're a sub junior and uh, you have a certain number that is higher than junior or even an open record, uh, your sub-junior record will uh, put on the board of, of instead of the junior and open record. So if you're a junior, you can't, uh, you can't break the sub-junior record anymore. And if you're open, you can't break the sub-junior and the junior record anymore. But I'm a junior, so I can still break the junior and the Dutch open record. Really good spot then, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um. What you know when you were in twenty nineteen and you had the like the five eighty total? Did you have a coach then as well, or as? I did like... everything by myself, and I started to have a coach in January twenty twenty. Uh, there's just a lo local coach here, just a ten minutes ride from here, and um, yeah, I knew that it wasn't working very well for me at the moment. I didn't went up very crazy like I did now. 
So I believe there was way more left in tank for me and that I can gain way more because I was looking at others, other lifters from the Netherlands and they were impressive as hell compared to me at the time, you know? So I knew that I was doing something wrong. And that's when I decided to uh, go to another coach until this day, since uh, June 2019, he's uh, still my coach. His name is Berend Aftink. He's also uh, the Dutch strongest man below uh, 105. So his deadlift is also very crazy. His deadlift is around uh, 350 or 355 kilograms. Is that what he's been helping you with? mainly yeah with uh powerlifting no is it like has he been has he been helping your deadlift like you were saying before that you were having problems locking yeah, yeah, out true. and things has he been helping that yeah do you yeah. think that that's where you, mostly progress has came from as well having a coach has helped yeah and what the big problem is uh you have to give your coach uh, uh time to gain uh, gain to a certain level you know because um he, he's also just a person, you know, because he has to learn with the months and uh, the years that are coming up, uh, how your body reacts to some certain uh, methods, uh, what your uh, weaknesses are, so he can uh, strengthen it, it uh, strengthen uh, those uh, muscle groups. And over time, you know, we both made a lot of mistakes, but we always trusted in each other and that's what us uh, what made us a great team and you can see those numbers you know so from an uh, 620 or 30 kilogram total back in june or yeah june 2020 where i did my first dutch nationals where i became a second in the junior category uh, that's when I decided to switch up and with my uh, uh, stick with a new coach, and from there I gained just <laughs> a very uh, just a lot of gains. You know, are made on on, on that uh, short short notice of time. So yeah. from a, yeah, from a six uh, thirty kilogram ish uh, total back in uh, June two thousand and nineteen. Till uh, December uh, 2020, where I hit my 810 kilograms. So you have to give your coach always some time to, yeah, to build up some uh, decent numbers. Cause yeah, because they need to understand you. Like everybody's body will be different. Like you know, like if he's programming for you, um, uh, using information that he's got from programming for somebody else. Now your bodies are going to react different to different things. You might need more yeah. rest or you might need less rest and, yeah. and things like that. So it, it does take time. You mentioned before, um, obviously, you, you haven't had any like serious injuries or anything like that, which hopefully you, you, you don't in the future hopefully, as well. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you do for like, do you do like a lot of prevention work? Uh, yes, I do. I uh, just do some stretching before my training and keep uh, get my muscles that I'm going to uh, touch on in my training session. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm uh, letting them uh, to get warm, you know, so they're uh, ready to go. So that's one of the reasons that I'm not getting injured uh, that quick. And I'm also not pushing that hard in my training. So you want to have your peak on your day when you're going to, uh, 
smash your PRs, you know? And if you're going to smash your weights in your training, you will get burned out uh, physically and maybe even mentally what happened in 2019 with me, you know? So I get, uh, I did go too hard in the gym and a lot of times the, I knew that I was uh, mentally and physically burnt out for my competition. So that's also a reason where uh, I never uh, competed very well in uh, competitions. So I, that's a learning process for me. So yeah, just keep your, uh, just stretch your muscles uh, before and after your tra uh, training and uh, get some good sleep. Uh, I'm always hitting those uh, nine hours, maybe even uh, 10 hours on a day uh, notice. And yeah, just uh, your diet should be proper uh, for your body to have to work. So everything has to uh, heal up and restore your body to uh, hit those next training session. Yeah, it's interesting you say the bit burnt out thing as well. Going back to sort of the fighting comparison, you, you see it with like uh, fighters as well, like in the UFC or in boxing, where like you can sort of tell that the commentators often say like, oh, he's 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 basically done too many rounds in the gym sort of thing. And then when you get into the, the ring, then obviously like, you don't have enough energy to do the fight. So it is, it yeah, is interesting. True. Yeah, you, you have to... Uh... You have to make those mistakes to learn it uh, in a prop uh, to do it in a proper way. Yeah. So uh, I'm always thankful to get those setbacks in my life, so I can come uh, double as strong as uh, <laughs> when I did before. You know, so that's the uh, huge. Uh, that's the biggest reason where I gained a lot of uh, strength in a short periods of uh, time to catch those weaknesses and to uh, let them because, uh, become a strong factor of my uh, training system and methods. 100%. 100%. You need to learn from your mistakes. Like Nobody ever likes to show the mistakes, though. This is the problem. Right? Like you, 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 Nobody yeah. ever shows the, the bad things. Everybody wants to see when you're doing your 8-10s or when you've won your Dutch na uh, Junior Nationals. People will see that part, but they won't see the mistakes and the the learning from the mistakes and all the hurdles you have to co overcome another thing that you mentioned there was was diet um and, and nutrition obviously if you're going to lift so much weight is going to be really important so what is what is your diet like um, i'm not vegetarian at the moment uh at the age of uh, 18 i decided to eat uh, meat again i was a vegetarian for a very long time but you, my macros are like, my protein is very high and my uh, carbs are also very high, you know, and my fats are very low at the moment. So I'm at my training days, I'm currently eating uh, three, uh, three, 100 uh, uh, grams. Yes, no, not carbs. Uh, what do you mean, that whole package? Oh, package. Uh, what what, do, you what mean? do you call it? Uh, like calories. Calories. calories yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I error in my system. So, yeah, on <laughs> train, training day, I'm uh, eating 3,100 uh, calories. And on my rest day, I'm eating around 2,600 uh, calories at the moment. So, my uh, on my uh, training day, I'm always eating five times a day. Uh, specifically for two meals before my training sessions. 
are very, very, very low in uh, fats and very high in carbs to uh, get some extra energy to uh, do well in my, uh, in my trainings. And my uh, protein are always consistent. They're always the same. So uh, your body will react always in, an, uh, in a straight line, you know, you won't have ups and downs and stuff like that, you know. So sometimes I'm, um, I'm going uh, in a, a bit lower uh, phase from the, uh, from the day of, uh, from, from uh, when I start my day and it will go up very slowly. So, but everything is just in a straight line for, uh, for uh, yeah, most, most of the time or everything is on a straight uh, line. So my body will react in works, uh, one certain way. I'm surprised yeah. it's at 3,100 calories. I, I thought it was going to be a bit higher than that. I thought it was going to be like touching the 4,000 calories. Definitely, I uh, I had that uh, I had that in uh, back uh, in 2020 uh, where I had a lot of fat, you know. But over time, I built up to my weight class uh, more and even more, you know. So that's why I have to cut down my calories to stay in my weight class. Otherwise, uh, if I will uh, ha handle those same calories, I will be now at 108 kilogram or even more. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to compete in that category. Uh, not for now. So uh, back uh, to the juniors for this year. If uh, the juniors will follow a week or two weeks after my European or World uh, 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 Dutch Championship or World Championship, oh, okay. yeah, uh, I will do the juniors, but then I will compete in the minus 120 kilogram just to. Uh, claim all those four records for me just for fun you know they're not so <laughs> yeah they're, they're, they're not uh, so high at the moment they're just in the mid 200 kilogram and the deadlift is in the low uh, uh, 300 kilogram and the total is around 750 or something like that you know and the bench is also 170 so i can do it in an uh, unpeaked uh, performance so yeah it, uh, it's just for fun to uh do a uh, Dutch uh, junior uh, championship uh, again for this year. <laughs> I was just about to say, you know, like, um, you know, when you were at a competition, uh, do, do they have like an announcer who says like, next up the person is Jigrad saying yes. and then you come yes, on, yes, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. We, we, before you do your competition, we need to change that to next up is Jigrad just for fun saying <laughs> 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 That needs to be in your name now. <laughs> Everything is just for fun. <laughs> yeah. It needs to be um, part of the name. Well, the reason why I would love to claim all those records uh, are because one of my uh, reasons to uh, go harder in the gyms are because of to hit those records and to achieve them in my own, uh, to let them become in my own name, you know. I want mm -hmm. to represent those records from the Netherlands. So the same thing will happen to the other youth uh, people, you know, from the Netherlands. They will see those records and they will uh, aim for those records. So the uh, competition at the whole level from the Dutch national will grow step by step then. So that's what I would love to see from the Netherlands. So that, that they are uh, going to see my records and that they are going to aim for that to lift even more. So I know that those records that I will hit won't last for, I think five years or something like that. That will the maximum uh, uh, kind of time that my records will, uh, will uh, remain in, uh, in the category. And I hope that someone, someone of 
a lot of people will broke, uh, break that record. So I would love to see the Dutch community uh, grow even more and more to uh, achieve some uh, yeah, very nice uh, things in the European and uh, World Championships. No, that, that, I, I think that's a really good way of looking at it as well, because it shows that you're not doing it for like an egotistical like sort of way it's not like oh i want to have that record because i'm the best it's more like if i break this record then somebody else will break that and then somebody else will break that one and like slowly but surely then yeah. the the so whole that, scene. The, the first part is just for myself i just want to be for myself i just want to be uh, uh, i just would love to accomplish that i am the greatest dutch uh, lifter of all time you know um for the whole community i just want them to gain over me you know so if they are seeing my record they need to think like okay you know he hit like a 300 kilogram plus on the squat that's his record i want to claim that you know and i want mm -hmm. that's the reason that the dutch community will grow step by step if if the if the records will uh, stay low in the category at the uh, mid 200 kgs here yeah, you know the, the dutch the Dutch community won't grow that fast, you know. So I'm not lifting for myself only, but for the whole Dutch community. So I yeah. want to be a part to let them grow to the next level. No, 100%. That is a, that is a really good way of looking at it, to be fair. Um, just to go back on the nutrition topic, do you, uh, do you take any, like, supplements? Obviously, like, as we said before, steroids not being a supplement, but uh, anything else like do you take creatine? Do you take what else like vitamins? Yeah, I'm I'm just taking uh, five gram of creatine uh, on my training days. Uh, I decided to do it not on my rest days. I don't know why, but my coach told me to do it every day. But <laughs> I'm too lazy for that, you know. <laughs> uh, most of the time, I forget to do it, you know. So. Uh, beside that, I'm uh, always uh, eating uh, two or three meals, which are vegetarian uh, meals. So I'm adding always uh, some protein uh, shake with uh, with those uh, kind of meals. So it's it's also is, it is uh, easier to track for me, you know. So that's why I'm taking protein shakes to uh, track those uh, proteins uh, much easier me, easier for me uh salt i'm um, always uh eating like five to six gram uh, a day of, uh, of salt with my meals okay why why that that's i've never heard uh, that before. Uh, um when i'm training i get i get a lot of cram uh, cramps in my uh, muscles and if i'm if i'm not doing that so i have to get uh, stay hydrated uh, for my body so if you're uh, cramp if your body is cramping up you're probably uh not drinking enough of water <laughs> of and uh you're uh, not too hydrated you know so do you have the salt to retain salt the water thick. what did you say the, the salt to retain the water in your body yes ah uh, okay i've never heard of that that's interesting yeah uh i recommend everyone to uh, to watch uh, konstantin konstantinov's uh interview with sorry chef kirill did you saw that i haven't i know who you are no, about that yeah, I know who Constantine is. Yeah. yeah, you have to watch his interview with uh, the uh, sorry, Chef Kirill. He was once uh, the world uh, record uh, bench press holder at three hundred, uh, three hundred and thirty-five kilogram. Right. Okay. So he he um, 
he tells literally everything about his uh, nutrition and what he does actually for his body to stay healthy and to achieve uh, those big numbers. So yeah, he's a very wise person. He's also from uh, Russia or uh, yeah, from Russia and those Russian people are on some next level uh, <laughs> things, you know, with the nutrition and uh, with the nutrition in quotation yeah. marks. <laughs> yeah. They're very good. Obviously we said we'll watch Icarus. We know what their nutrition is like. <laughs> <laughs> That is crazy though. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll give that a watch to be fair because I didn't think of the salt thing. It, it does make sense though to retain more water. But what you what you normally hear is the opposite. I don't know if it's because I've been talking to too many bodybuilders because they cut salt so that they don't retain water so they get a bit more lean. But um, most people try to cut it out. The, the uh, my primary function of my body is to strengthen uh, my uh, game system. You know so. It's not that I want to have a nice physique or something like that. If I was a fat kid at the moment, it doesn't matter for me. I'm just looking for strength for, for myself. If, if I have to be uh, more fattier than I'm now at the moment to gain some extra gains uh, for, for, my, uh, for my total, I will do that, you know. My, uh, my body shape is not, the important, uh, is not the most important thing at the moment for me to uh yeah again you know and salt i always um uh, had that problem because uh in competitions after my squat when i uh, made an arch on my bench press i always uh, my lower back was all always cramped up and it was because of not drinking enough water and not taking too much uh not taking enough salt to uh uh yeah maintain those uh things for my body yeah no no i get you it, it... It logically it makes sense to be fair, but obviously you always hear to reduce your salt intake. Nobody ever says to have more, so it's just like surprising to hear. Obviously, it makes sense, but it's just surprising to hear. When you say that you have um, vegetarian meals quite often, still, um, is that like is that Punjabi food or is that like uh, well, Western it's food? Just uh, <laughs> Dutch food, man. It's uh, food. yeah, it's uh, yogurt with. Uh, granola i don't know if i'm yeah, uh, pronouncing yeah. it well yeah that and blueberries and stuff like that you know and the yogurt is very high in uh, protein so i can get uh, around with it and uh, on my second it's always uh, out with uh, with uh, protein shakes to uh, achieve uh, my protein levels always because the most important thing is to hit my protein uh, uh, protein uh, always in a good uh, direction uh, my carbs and fats uh, are very variable so mm -hmm. i can play with those two but the protein has to be exactly like uh, that in every uh, meal so i'm always around uh, 50 to 60 uh, gram of protein in uh, for every meal right so you want to keep it consistent in, in every single meal just have yes. one meal that's really high in protein and the rest are not it's more and your body your body won't re react uh like in a common way you know it will like oh shit i'm now high in uh, protein mm -hmm. and then in the other i'm very low in protein so your body will go up and down and up and down and uh, uh mentally wise when i'm thinking about that it doesn't work for my mental game so f i would love to stick in a consistent way yeah. to have my proteins in a uh, yeah in the same level just keeping it topped up 
yeah. yeah, makes sense. But that's I think that's the thing with creatine as well, isn't it? So like you're saying that you only do it on training days. I think that's what um, you're meant to do with creatine is have it every single day, so it's in your in your system. Do you just feel like you you don't see the difference if you have it on every day and if you only have it on training days? Yeah. So the problem is that I didn't do it every other every day for a while. So I, I don't know what the difference actually is at the moment, but I think it will, uh, will work uh, better for me because my coach is always saying, uh, telling me that I have to take my creatine every day, you know, and I don't think that's even bad or something like that. So I probably probably should take it every day, but it's also not playing a, a huge factor for my uh, game, you know, so uh, I'm fine f- with what I'm doing currently. So it's not it's not going to make a huge difference for me mentally wise and physically wise, I think. So I'm doing what I uh, what I think that's great for me. And if there are some improvements that I need to make, uh, I will know it straight away where it's come from, so where I'm leaking at and something like that. Well, yeah, because what you're doing is obviously working. Do you know what I mean? Like within a couple of years, you've went up 230 kilograms right. in, in your total. So it's, it's definitely working. Um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation. We're, com- we're coming towards mm-hmm. the end now. And, uh, and it's been really fun. It's been a really good insight. Obviously, as I say, it's just interesting to speak to people from um, different parts of the world as well. Like obviously experiences in Holland and and to listen to your passion for powerlifting and hopefully you can, uh, I'll mark the calendar for May 13th or 29th, whichever one it is. And yeah. we can uh, we can keep up to date and support you on, on, on your open as well. Thank you very dope. much, man. Cool. Um, as I said before, I'm thankful of you for uh, having me on your podcast no and, worries. Uh, hope, hopefully we can get a part two <laughs> definitely so we could do uh, one yeah. after after the open after the open we can come back and do another one we will do that yeah, yeah. after worlds or europe so we will see yeah we'll do one after every major competition we'll do the <laughs> dutch open then we'll do the yeah. europeans then we'll do the, uh, the world uh, but just just before we finish i normally ask the same five questions to every single guest uh, so it's That's like a good. quick fire, quick fire round just to finish off the finish off the podcast. Um, so question number one is, what are you most proud of? Uh, just to see my parents be happy about me if I uh, achieve something. That's the most important thing for me. That's that's a good answer. Um, what are you most looking forward to? Smash that worlds. I just want to be first, become the first sick lifter to and the Dutch uh, uh, lifter to be on that podium and to have that gold medal. I would love to have that. And I'm dedicated enough to achieve that, but time will tell if I get in, if, if I'm uh, injury free and if I'm still dedicated to those uh, weights to achieve those uh, beautiful moments that will come hopefully one day. They will come. They will come. What is your biggest motivation? Biggest motivation? Uh, just a certain person or just for myself? Anything. Um, yeah, I'm looking up to the stories of a lot of uh, people that made some world records, like Eric Lillibridge is a huge inspiration for me. 
Julius Maddox, the current uh, bench press world record uh, holder. Uh, George Lehman, he was a very uh, uh, great role model for me. And those uh, stories that they had to tell in their motivation talk on YouTube, that, uh, that was a huge motivation for me to push myself even harder and to see like, okay, look at where they come from and look at where you can, uh, come from and it's kind of the same so you can achieve those things if they're they are able to achieve those things so that's i think my biggest motivation and just for myself to hit those prs every time so i'm doing something good i think then <laughs> that's what i think always then yeah definitely um number four is what is your definition of success success uh to, uh, to live your life healthy in a healthy way and yeah just to, just the common things you know to uh, have a uh, have some parents that are always ha uh, looking up ha uh, happy to you and that you're having a wife and a kid a kid later on you know so those are the most important things to uh, yeah have some uh, fun with the family you know so that that's the most successful thing I can think of money and beside that it's just good you know uh, money on your hands is always great but if it gets <laughs> in your mind you will get crazy so yeah that's it man uh, just uh, to have some fun uh, with the family that's the most successful thing I think you can get in life definitely um, and last but not least because it's the culture cast podcast how has your culture affected you this far uh yeah, actually, I. What should I say, man? I, I'm I'm my own culture. Let, let me say that in a kind of, uh, kind of way. I'm just unique from the others, and I love my culture. You know, the Punjabi culture is amazing. I couldn't ask for a better culture. So, but still to this day, I'm always like, okay, you know, I'm unique from the rest, and. I'm just my own uh, culture, man. I'm living my own life and I will make my uh, <laughs> own uh, kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm my, own, I'm my own culture. And I the Punjabi culture has, uh, has inspired me uh, some uh, good things, you know, and some funny things and great things in life. But yeah, nothing special that I think like, wow, that's that's something that saved my life or that I should be uh, thankful or something like that. I'm just thank, uh, I'm just fine with uh, having a Punjabi culture on, around me with those people that I'm having around me. And, and the Dutch and culture as well. Yeah, Dutch culture also, yeah. That's it, man. That's Nothing it. special, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think yeah. uh, for, for like a lot of people, when I ask the question, they always go to like the Punjabi culture straight away. But it's also like the Dutch culture as well for you. For me, the English culture, it's like the, the combination. The combination, yes, of course, yeah. And then that's what makes us special. Like the way that you're saying it is like, do you know what I mean? Like, because it's very easy just to be one, very easy to be other. But when you're with your Dutch friends, you'll be fully Dutch when you're with your Punjabi friends you'll be fully Punjabi that's true man you know what I mean and when I'm with my Turkish friends or some other nationalities uh yeah you're right man I I'm always uh acting in a certain way with uh, those kind of people 
you can adapt. It's a good thing. It's yeah. a really good thing. That's, but, uh, that, uh, that's now the end of the podcast, basically. Yeah. Then five questions are normally the end. So, yeah. again, I, I thank you for coming on. I know you obviously you have a busy training schedule and things, so, uh, and the time difference. Thank so, th- thank you for making yeah. this happen. Guys, I would la- <laughs> like to say sorry for my English. Um, it's okay. It's fine. But I, I can improve on it. But it is what it is. The most important thing is that they can understand what I'm saying. 100%. So, yeah. no, no, you smashed it. You smashed it. I think um, for, for like a lot of people who are not in English speaking countries, they still speak very good English. Do you know what I mean? Like in Holland, I think they teach it at school, don't they? Like most people, yeah. most people in Holland can speak really good English. So no, it's cool. Yes. When I go to, when I go to uh, um, Holland, I can't speak Dutch. So you're doing a better job of speaking English than I'm yes. doing of speaking That's Dutch. That's true. <laughs> no no definitely but no again thank you for your time um do you want to say the last last couple of words uh for everyone that is watching us uh watching us uh till this end i would love to thank you uh i hope you get inspired by the stories that i uh, told you and yeah i hope everyone is still uh in a good way uh living their life in a good way and in a healthy way and i hope uh, that we can gain uh, together some uh, new level kind of strength and yeah something like that so yeah. i would love to uh, i would love to thank everyone that uh, watched this today and remember everybody who's listening it's just for fun just for fun that's the whole yes. <laughs>